Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Well Then. In today's episode, we are diving into one of the seven pillars of love alignment. This season on the podcast, if you've been tuning in, you may know that we're talking about all things love and how the energy of love impacts our life overall, not just our romantic relationships, but our relationship with ourselves, our bodies, all of the people in our lives, and really the manifestations of the reality that we experience around us and how that all has to do with the energy of love and creating that vibration in a healthy way more in our lives so that we can experience the things that we want to experience. So the seven pillars of love alignment are the seven main areas or philosophies that I dive into in my one-on-one work with clients, as well as all the supporting work that I do in the realm of love alignment, be it guided meditations, energy healing, all the things. And today we're going to be talking about the fourth pillar, which is moving energy. And I probably say that they're all my favorite, but this is definitely one of my favorites because it's one of the things that can have a really tangible, visceral, uh, experience connected to it. And you can actually feel the difference when you incorporate some of these tools and practices that we're going to talk about today. And I also love it because we get to dispel some of the myths about energy. You know, some people might be of the school of thought or belief that anything surrounding the word energy is too woo-woo. It's in the world of spirituality and maybe it's too weird and different and out there. And I love talking about this topic because a lot of it is rooted in science. And you may know if you follow me that I am definitely uh, an advocate for having a spiritual practice as well and having some some sort of faith or belief system uh, in a universal energy, higher power, God, whatever you want to call it, that helps to anchor and ground you in this human experience. I think that is a really vital component of healing. And we'll actually get to that in the seventh pillar of love alignment. But today we're going to be talking about moving energy in more of a practical grounded sense. So have you ever read the book, The Body Keeps the Score? Or have you heard about that book? It is basically the theory of how our bodies store past trauma, wounds, emotions, memories, and experiences that were really overwhelming at the time, really scary, that we didn't have the tools to process, that we didn't feel capable or equipped to process or want to deal with. And so you know, when we repress or ignore them, we think they just go away, but they actually end up stored cellularly in the tissues of our body. So our bodies have these incredible memories and your body might be holding on to something that happened when you were three years old or one year old, or even when you were in the womb before you were born, that you have no cognitive conscious memory of, but it's something that you experienced and your body remembers exactly how it felt in that moment. And there's a couple reasons for this. One is because as human beings, our brains are unfortunately designed to 
focus on the bad, to focus on the negative, to focus on the scary, because their job, their one job is to protect us. So our brains think that by focusing on all of the pain and all of the bad things, by being hyper aware of it, that we'll be better equipped to avoid those painful experiences in the future to keep us safe. And, you know, if we're talking about this from an ancestral biological perspective, these mechanisms were definitely necessary when we're back in the day running from saber tooth tigers or whatever the imminent threat might be. Uh, but when we're talking about more uh, emotional trauma that many of us, if not all of us experience at some point in our lives, those aren't necessarily memories that we need to hold on to, to fear, you know, that they might happen again in the future and be on guard that they might happen again in the future. But our, our brain and our body doesn't necessarily know that. So there's a lot of reprogramming that gets to be done. And a lot of people have this experience where they've gone to therapy for years and they feel stuck in the same patterns and they don't know why the thing that they want to work on isn't really changing. And the reality is sometimes you can do all of the talk therapy and inner child healing in the world, but nothing changes on a deeper level because there are energetic blocks or pain or trauma stored somewhere in your body. And this is why it is so crucial to take a holistic approach when it comes to healing and personal growth, because we aren't just a mind or just a body or even just a soul, a spirit for that matter. We are a, a combination <laughs> of these things that work in unison. We are a fully integrated spirit, body, and mind that are not separate from one another. Each one impacts the other. So we need to address healing on all levels and all layers. So that is where this conversation of moving energy comes into play and is so, so important. And it's not to say that, you know, the talk therapy or inner child healing that I mentioned or any other modality for that matter isn't important. Those things are. They do help to heal on the cognitive level, on the emotional level. But when something is stored physically in your, in the cells of your body, in the tissues of your body, it's hard to release it just by thinking a new thought. So moving energy might sound, uh, I mean, it might sound like a lot of different things to you. Like I said in the beginning, if the word energy feels a little bit woo woo or out there for you and you're like, you know, what is that? Is that just kind of like spiritual nonsense? It might feel feel like this vague thing that you're not sure how to do. If you're super familiar with the concept of energy and our energy bodies already, then it might be like piece of cake. No problem. This is, this is second nature. I've got this. Um, the reality is that moving energy is something that you can learn to do on your own. And you can also work with a trained practitioner on it. And both are really great. There's lots of different ways to go about moving energy. And we'll go into some of the different tools and practices that can be used. But the first thing to acknowledge is that we are all made up of energy. All of us, everything that you see around you, your body, the, you know, home that you're sitting in right now, the view that you see outside your window, the people in your life, we are all made up of energy. And we've talked about in different episodes, um, 
about sound healing and vibrations as well. We all vibrate at different frequency. Emotions vibrate at different frequency. Different life experiences vibrate at different frequencies and different parts of our bodies vibrate at different frequencies as well. And so learning to tap into and care for your energetic field is not only something that is really important when it comes to your healing journey, but it's actually an incredible superpower as well. Because when you learn to attune to your energy, you can learn to kind of shape shift it and adapt it and control it where you need to, to your advantage. So let's say, for example, you're somebody who tends to get really overwhelmed in super crowded spaces. It might be because your energy is too open and expanded and you're picking up on the energy of all the people around you. You're picking up on their pain and their trauma and their worries and their to-do lists rather than being grounded and kind of contained in your own energetic experience. And so every different situation you're in, you can learn to tap into and adjust your energetic field accordingly. And that's kind of a bigger conversation that we'll get into. Um, But today we're mostly just going to be talking about moving stuck energy through your body for the purpose of healing and releasing blocks. So like I said, it's something that you can learn to do on your own. Absolutely. You can do it in any moment of every day of your life. And then there's also deeper practices and experiences that can happen with a trained practitioner as well. And sometimes it's as simple as you just laying there and trusting that the clearing is happening and that energy is being shifted on your behalf. And that can actually be really beneficial in the beginning if you're not sure if you believe it, if you're not sure what to believe, if you don't know like how it works to just lay there and trust that something is happening and be open and willing to surrender to the possibility that energy is being moved on your behalf, that something is being cleared and released and shifted for your highest good. Simply leaning into that surrender and that trust is enough for energy to shift. And that is a really powerful practice on its own. And then as you get more and more attuned to it and you can actually feel the things happening, you can sense the kind of subtle nuances and differences when things begin to shift. And that's really fun to start to pay attention to. Um, so yeah, things like Reiki, um, is, is a particular type of energetic healing where it's a hands-off healing modality that the practitioner is trained in to tap into a clear energetic blockages to align energy in a way that's supportive for you. And you're basically laying there eyes closed the whole time, just breathing deeply, surrendering, relaxing, allowing this process to happen. And they're doing the clearing for you, with you on your behalf. Um, And it's really beautiful. Reiki was actually one of the first energetic healing um, modalities that I was introduced to in the beginning of, of my healing journey. And I had so many powerful Reiki healing sessions where Again, I didn't know exactly how it worked at first or what was going on, but I was just willing, (laughs) really, I wanted change so badly. Like I was in so much pain that I just wanted something to shift and I was willing to do whatever it took. So I was like, yeah, I I trust you, whatever, whatever you say, like, I trust that this is working and I would lay there and I could actually feel like with eyes closed, I would feel like my chest 
or heart area would get really, really warm at one point. And then I would feel like a tingling in the top of my head. And then all of a sudden I'd be crying for seemingly no reason. I'd be really emotional. And then at the end of the session, you know, with eyes open, I'd, I would talk to the Reiki practitioner of about, about it. And they would say something along, along the lines of, yeah, I was feeling a really big block in your heart space and your heart chakra. And I was working there for a while. And then I moved up to your crown chakra, top of your head. And that's maybe why you're feeling that tingling and activation. And, um, you know, just being able to share back and forth what each of your experiences were in that moment could be really validating. And I had so many of those experiences over the years that I decided to get trained to become a Reiki practitioner and ultimately a Reiki master myself, because I think it's a really beautiful practice that I love sharing with my clients, with my friends, with my family members. Um, so that's one kind of realm of energy healing. And again, you don't need to be a psychic or a clairvoyant or an energy healer yourself for this to happen. Though I personally do believe that we are all healers to some degree or another. And ultimately we are the ones who do our own healing. We just sometimes have other people help hold the space for us to open up for our gifts to come out and for that healing to occur. Um, but seriously, to a certain degree, you don't even need to believe that it is happening for it to work. Um, although I will say that your belief does amplify the process quite a bit. So even if you're laying there like, this is totally BS, this isn't working, something is still happening. But if you're laying there thinking like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I am so open and receptive to whatever healing is occurring right now, then more energy can flow through that space. It's almost like trying to push a bunch of sand through a really, really skinny cocktail straw versus trying to push that sand through like a slide at the playground. It is going to flow easier through one than the other because there's more space, more receptivity, more openness. So what are some other ways that we can move energy through our bodies to release stuck emotion, tension, stored trauma, wounds, one thing that all of us can do, even right here, right now in this moment, is the simple act of taking a deep breath. That simple process of taking a really deep and full inhale and exhale can clear stuck energy from different parts of your body. So actually, let's all do that together. <laughs> let's take a moment to you know, actually sit up nice and tall so that the breath can flow freely through your body and take a deep inhale through your nose, wherever you're at right now, even if you're driving, you can have eyes open, obviously, if you're driving, but eyes closed, if you feel like it anywhere else and inhale for the count of six, five, four, three, two, one, hold for just a moment at the top. And then slow exhale, we'll do a count of eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And then we'll do what I call a cleansing breath. So just take a really full, deep inhale through your nose, filling your belly and filling your chest, feeling your rib cage expand in all four directions with breath. And then a big open mouth exhale to sigh it out. And notice if you feel a difference. Do you maybe feel a little bit more relaxed in your neck and shoulders, a little bit less tension in your chest? 
Did you notice that your jaw dropped and relaxed just a little bit? Maybe your energy actually shifted. Maybe you were feeling a little bit stressed before and now you're feeling a little more at ease. And that's just from taking two simple breaths. So breath work is an incredible part of moving energy. And there are many different types of breath work that can be done. Um, You know, like we just did, you can just have a mindful breath in the middle of your day, you know, every hour on the hour, whenever you think of it, whatever you're doing, or there's uh, more kind of intensive breathwork practices that you can practice for anywhere from five minutes to an hour plus. Um, And I think I have a different podcast episode. I do have a different episode on that, all on the different types of breathwork, everything from breath of fire to holotropic breathing, alternate nostril breathing, pranayama. Um, There are many different types of breathwork that are super supportive for different reasons. um, And we use them for different types of energetic clearing and moving energy. So breath of fire, for example, is a really activating, very charged breath. It's, um, it involves basically really sharp inhales and exhales. And that one is a great one for, um, releasing, um, anger and, and stored, um, resentment, anger, emotions of that sort. Um, also for kind of stirring up and creating more energy, creating more fire in your body. Um, when we're doing something like a lengthened exhale breathing, so, um, longer exhales than you do inhales. Those are great for calming the nervous system, relax, relaxation, stress, relief, all those kinds of things. Alternate nostril breathing is really great for balancing the right and left hemispheres of your brain. So also great for stress relief and, um, winding down before bed or before meditation. So I could go on and on, but using your breath is this amazing, incredible free tool that you have at your disposal to release stuck emotions and tension all the time. So even if you're, you know, in a disagreement with your partner and you notice like, ah, I'm not feeling so great right now. I feel like I'm holding on to resentment or anger. Take a few moments to take a few deep breaths and even tell them like, Hey, I need a breather. (laughs) Let's come back to this in five or 10 minutes when I can collect myself. That is something you have at your disposal all the time. And it's such a powerful tool. And another one that's free that we can use our body as a tool for is mindful movement. So mindfully moving through specific yoga poses can release blocks and deeply held emotions as a yoga teacher. And as somebody who's practiced yoga for over 16 years of my life now. I know that there are certain poses that help me access really deeply rooted emotions. So I know that if something feels kind of stuck emotionally, you know, that feeling where you're like, I feel like I want to cry. I feel like I need to cry, but it won't come. Like I I can't. And I, I feel like I would feel better if I did. Maybe it's right under the surface, but I can't access it. There are certain yoga poses, whether it's hip openers or heart openers, those tend to be my two go-tos that kind of um, break the seal (laughs) and let that emotion flow through really freely when maybe it was stuck before, because, you know, you're going through your day-to-day life, you're at work, you're taking care of your responsibilities. Maybe you don't feel like you're in a safe space to cry or to release a heavy emotion. And you have to signal to your body that it is okay to do so, that it is safe for you to do so. So mindful movement, yoga poses are a really great tool for that. Um, another great tool is connecting to nature. 
and getting into water, which can actually shift the ionic balance of your body to the point where stresses and trauma can be let go. So spending time by the ocean, in the forest, in the mountains, whatever nature you can access, get out there. You'll notice a difference in how your body feels and how much more freely it moves and releases stuck energy than when you're, you know, stuck at home, sitting at your desk all day. And then of course, like I said, working with an energy healer, a practitioner, a Reiki master, anything of that sort to explore deeper levels of energetic healing can be extremely beneficial as well. And there are lots of different types of energy healers out there. Um, Like I mentioned, I think that we all to some degree or another, have a a healer within us. And some people here, that's something they're really tuned into and it feels like they're calling and their purpose and they're really gifted at helping other people to clear energy. Um, And everybody kind of uses their own language, their own tools, their own modalities. So when it's Reiki, it is a very specific um, lineage and and, um, practice that is offered in a session, but other types of energy healing can be, um, can have more variety. So I think my biggest suggestion there or recommendation is just spending time with somebody that you're going to work with to make sure that their energy is something that feels good to you. Make sure that there's somebody who you trust, who you feel safe with, who you feel like you can be comfortable being vulnerable around them because energy, letting somebody in energetically is a very vulnerable, intimate thing. Um, and you just want to make sure that, you know, you're confident. This is somebody who can hold space for you in a safe and empowered way and has your best interests at heart. And a lot of energy healers out there do, but it's just something to be mindful of and have an awareness of anytime you're working with somebody new. So the beautiful thing about all the other practices I mentioned is that you can make so many of them a part of your daily routine. They're so simple and it doesn't have to be a big official ceremony every time. All you need to do is set the intention to move some energy, take an action, and then the rest will occur easily and naturally. So if you feel something is off, you can set the intention to say, I want to come back to my center. I want to release this heaviness or this sadness or this pain or anger that I'm feeling. And I'm going to use my breath or my movement um, or getting in nature to do so. And if you just allow that, that change to occur, you will probably be amazed at how easily it does. It's, it's really beautiful. And what's great too, is you can combine these things as well. So all of those kind of, um, self practices, the things that you can do on your own at home, complement the work that you might do with a practitioner and the opening that you do with a practitioner or a healer, um, helps you become more attuned so that you can do the practices on your own. And they might often teach you tools to tap into your energetic field and to shift things um, to your benefit as well, depending on the type of person you're working with. So I like doing a combination. I, I personally love working with, with other healers and having somebody hold space for me, as well as having a daily practice of tapping in, clearing my energy in whatever way is needed. 
The bottom line is that our bodies are designed to crave and favor balance and harmony. Maybe you've heard the word homeostasis before, but our bodies are really designed to get back to that homeostasis, that happy medium, that place where everything feels like it's in balance, everything's in flow and it's working. Our bodies want to find equilibrium that feels good. And when our body releases its stored pain, our mental and emotional state balances out as well. And sometimes we just need to get out of our own way and create the space for that healing to occur. So like I said, all of these practices are a complement to other therapies and modalities that we've talked about. And that is why I'm so excited to continue to share the seven pillars of love alignment with you and this really holistic approach to not only healing, but tapping into the alignment of a life that you're really excited about. It's not just about healing for the sake of letting go of pain and moving through past trauma, but for the sake of like loving that shit out of your life. <laughs> I hesitated there because I was like, do I swear on this podcast? But yes, I do. It's mine. I can say what I want. And, and you get to love your life. Like you get to love the experience of your life. Yes. Hard things will happen and traumatic experiences will occur and healing will need to be done. But at the same time, you deserve to create an experience and a reality that lights you up, that makes you happy, that makes you feel like you're connected to the energy of love every single day for yourself, for other people within yourself, for your community, for the world, all of it. Um, and that's why all of these practices go so well hand in hand with one another. And I'm so grateful that you're here and learning about them with me. So if moving energy is something that is totally new to you and you have questions, feel free to reach out to me. Um, email me, reach out on TikTok or Instagram, wherever you follow me, ask me questions. I'm always more than happy to answer them. This is stuff that I geek out about and I absolutely love talking about. And if energy healing, energy work is something that is, you know, totally familiar and not new to you, it's something you've been working with for a while, then, um, explore, maybe sharing these concepts and ideas with your friends some more and kind of, uh, sharing the love, <laughs> passing on the knowledge a bit, because the more of us that tune into these types of conversation and the more of us that begin to do this healing and this shifting, the more the collective energetic vibration will raise. And that's a beautiful thing. So send in your questions as always tune in so you can continue to hear the last few pillars of love alignment and lots of exciting uh, new episodes and love stories and all the things this season. So grateful you're all here. And as always, share this episode with somebody you know who might be interested in it. Stay connected. And until next time, have a happy and healthy and love-filled day. <laughs>